0: as you go your word this morning. Give us understanding. Give us revelation. Build up your body. Make us strong. Make us a strong and mighty army for God. In the land, all over the world, in this land and all over the earth, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, make us to be fruitful unto your kingdom, God. Glorified, oh King of glory, in our lives, in our peace, in this ministry, now and forever, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Louder, louder, louder. Hallelujah. Amen and amen We may be seated The God of Abraham The God of wealth Psalm on number 9 I've made my purpose very clear From the beginning That my objective Is to get you to a point Of realizing The great potential That you have in God Great potential To be rich Great potential to be wealthy if you are going to be obedient. As the scripture has said, if you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, I went through the three kinds of tithes the children of Israel paid. And uh, we observe that apart from offerings, apart from offerings, uh, by tithes alone, they gave 23 one third percent of their yearly earnings to God. I hope you understood how we arrived at that. Did you understand? First type, that's 10%. I told you the first tithe was a yearly tithe, and it was what Bible scholars call the Levitical tithe, principally for the Levites, and I told you the second tithe was also a yearly tithe, it was usually called festival tithe, used to take care of the feasts of the Lord. To pay for the expenses of the Feast of the Lord There's another tithe Both are for the work of ministry Do you agree? I told you there was a third tithe And I showed you all from scripture But the third tithe was not a yearly tithe It was every three years So if you divide ten by three What do you get? You get three one third Hello is that correct? Is that mathematics correct? You divide 10 by 3, you get 3, one third. Add 3, one third to 20, what do you get? 23, one third percent. That was the tithe of the children of Israel to God every year. But somehow, in our time, when we talk of tithe, We are only thinking of just giving 10% of what you make to God And then a lot of people who haven't done that feel very big That they have done well, isn't it? It is uh, a problem of lack of knowledge Israel gave a lot to God God taught them to give a lot to Him and they were greatly blessed also by their giving to god amen giving is very essential somebody said giving is living that means if you are not giving you are dead (laughs) when you stop giving to god then you are dead that means your love and your heart uh, your heart has departed from god your love has departed from god (laughs) Hallelujah. Why am I going through these things? To let you know what it takes to plug in into the wells of Abraham. The people of God gave a lot to God. They didn't give their leftovers for God. They didn't give to God selfishly. They didn't give to God scantily. They gave to God bountifully. uh, Though you are to find your own level like water. Water will always find its level. The Bible says, He that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. And whoever sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. So it's your choice. But for those who really want to plug in to the wealth of Abraham. And who will allow God to make them rich. God can make you stupendously rich If you stop trying to be wiser than God If you stop what? If you stop trying to be wiser than God And you just obey Him And release what He allows to come into your hands To Him God is able and willing to make you stupendously rich Amen God wants to bless you like He blessed Isaac to the extent that the Philistines will envy you. As <laughs> says, the Philistines, the, the Philistines, excuse me, envied him. I think we read it last Sunday. He was so blessed. To the extent the, the king had to call Isaac, please excuse us, leave our land. You are mightier than us. Can you imagine that? The level of the wealth God gave him became a threat to all of them, even to their king. He was their land, he was a foreigner in their land. He got there and became richer than everyone he met there. Are you understanding? That's the covenant. The covenant. The power of the covenant. Amen. The covenant gives you the best of the earth. Because the whole earth belongs to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. And I said to you, apart from 23 one-third percent of their earnings that they gave to God yearly, they gave offerings to God, many offerings, weekly, monthly, monthly. And uh, special offerings like building the temple And things like that So Israel gave a lot to God And one thing you should learn clearly From yes uh, last Sunday's teaching or meeting Was that uh, when you have given one tenth of your income to God You have not even reached the mark You have not reached the mark of what God expects from you. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> or oh, we are serving the same God. The other God. Now we are not living under the law. So nobody will be compelling you to do anything. Or well, you yourself must come to understanding. I think, uh, I've said it repeatedly that... After giving, I've advised you repeatedly: don't give less than twenty percent of what you want to God. Never do so. How many of you have heard me say that? Now you could see that that was even conservative. It was conservative because no matter the children of Israel gave twenty-three one-third percent to God by tithes. I a load. And then when you add their offerings, then it must be getting to at least 30. Are you understanding? We cannot get an exact figure. But at least we get to 30%. Some Bible scholars believe we we'll get to 40%. But well, let's even take a conservative estimate of 30%. Why am I going through this to let you know those who want to plug in into the wealth of Abraham must repent from selfishness. Must repent from the idea of spending money for yourself and not remembering God. When money comes to your hand, the first thing you think of is, God, how do you want me to spend it? Amen. Amen. I, I pray God will give you grace. I pray that God will give you grace in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The reason God's blessing does not manifest greatly in the lives of Christians today, like in the lives of people like Solomon and uh, people in that category in the days of old, is because people are not following. The pattern of giving that God has set down in the Bible. If people repent and begin to give to God generously, God is the same, the same yesterday, today, and forever, that's what he says. Then He's going to manifest Himself again. Like in time of old like in time of God, that in time of the olden days and the people we, who obey him we see his great blessings also amen hallelujah 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 The tithes, I know there are a lot of uh, unbelievers who disparage clear teachings of the Bible. You might have had people who told you it's a lie, it's not true. You know, we said he did not pay two tithes. Well, I have showed you from the Bible. Unless if you don't believe your Bible. The tithes were very different. Go and read the scripture again. They could not have been the same. There's no way they could have been the same types. They were very different. One was said to be given to the Levites. Their inheritance, as the Bible says, forever. Amen. One was to be for the festivals, was to be spent for the Feast of the Lord. amen, amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah the third one was the tithes for the poor It was given once every three years that made 23 one third percent of their earnings the three are so different that they can't be the same some people confuse themselves they say God is he talking about it? they say it can't be the same when he say give to the poor the fatherless the widow huh eh? it is that giving to the Levites? No it's just common sense. And the other one is says spend it for the festival of the Lord. Can it be given to Levites? No not at all So please don't deceive yourself. Now we are in the New Testament We don't do things by law By saying you must do this You must do this We do things by revelation By what? So but for those who want to plug in Want to plug in to the great blessing Then they must understand the pattern The teaching is for those who are ready to plug in Hallelujah Hallelujah Who are ready to plug in. I pray the Lord will give you grace. God is the same. He still wants to raise millionaires and billionaires. But people must comply with His teachings. Uh, Further, for you to know the certainty of this thing, so know that if you read those scriptures on your own, if you go back and read them carefully, you will understand that this is not a matter of brainwashing you or trying to twist uh, scriptures. It's not a matter of brainwashing you or twisting scriptures. No, I don't do anything like that. I don't do anything like that. It's, it's a clear understanding of the Bible. But for you to know further, if you study the history of the Jews, how many of you have heard of Josephus? I pray God give you grace to obey, but uh, I, as a teacher, am to show you the truth. Are you understanding? So, I think you should know by now that I am not preaching to you to get your money. You are not just knowing me, so... I'm not preaching to you to take your money. I'm preaching to you to make you rich. Are you understanding? Uh-huh. I'm not hungry. I'm blessed. I'm teaching you to make you rich. To allow God to elevate you. Amen. Uh-huh. Now, how many of you are heard of Josephus? You heard of Josephus? All right. Only two of you. Okay. You heard of Josephus? How did you have Josephus? You heard anyhow. Good. Good. I didn't expect she would say yes. Good. Josephus was a Jewish historian. He was what? If you have heard of him now, you know whether you are right or wrong. He was a Jewish historian. He specialized in the writing of the history of the Jews. Are you understanding? He wrote a lot about uh, all the things they used to do in the olden days, in his current days, in his own day, in his contemporary time, while he was alive, before, and at his own time. He did a good compilation of the history of the Jews. It's in the writing of Josephus that Israelites paid two yearly tithes. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? When we say yearly tithes, well, it was because they were an agrarian society or community. Today, that will translate to two monthly tithes. That's how what that we mean today. Are you understanding? You pay two yearly tithes because the farmer will pay tithes at the end of the harvest, isn't it? Do you understand? You don't understand. A farmer pays harvest of his yam how many times in a year? Once because he will harvest once. And many of those things were yearly harvest. Some were not yearly. Some can be twice a year. But anyhow, Israelites pay tithes of everything they got yearly. If it's a kind of it's something like corn that you can plant and harvest more than once a year. Maybe two, three times, I don't know, I'm not a farmer. But then they will pay tithe of it every time they harvest. Are you understanding? So it will add on to become yearly tithes. When the Bible says they pay yearly tithes to our society today, it will translate to mean two monthly tithes. Because most of us make our earnings on a monthly basis. Are you understanding? Amen. God give you grace. I'm not teaching this thing to take your money. I'm teaching it to make you rich. And if you think I want to take your money, then forget it. Throw it away. It's your choice. Yes. But I will say it. uh, it, At least God will be my witness. I have not withheld anything from you. No, Paul the Apostle, when he was talking to the people, when he was going to depart from the Ephesians, he said, I will not withhold anything from you. I will reveal to you the whole counsel of God. Hallelujah. 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 Josephus, in his writings, made reference to it. That's a confirming... That any interpretation of the Bible that tells you children of Israel paid one title God is wrong. Are you hearing what I am saying? Josephus who is a historian. Go and Google Josephus. Most of you are on the net. He was an ancient and respected most accurate Jewish historian. He wrote many things about children of Israel. He wrote it in his writings. In his antics. That Israel paid two yearly tithes and one tithe again, a third one every three years, which was the tithe for the poor. That's a confirmation that that was the way Israel practiced it. Are you understanding? That's a confirmation that they practice it like that. A separate tithe for the Levites called Levitical tithe, a separate tithe for the festivals of the Lord. And a third tithe, which was not yearly, but every three years. So if you reduce that to yearly, 10 divided by 3, what do you get? 3, one third. So by tithe alone, they gave 23, one third to God. Amen. We have not spoken of offerings at all. Some encyclopedia, written since olden time, You know, an encyclopedia comprises history, historical facts. How many of you know that? (laughs) Apart from Josephus, some encyclopedia recorded that the children of Israel gave three tithes to God per year. Leviticus tithes, festival tithes, and the tithes for the poor, which was every three years. So they practiced it exactly like that. So the interpretation that there are three separate types is correct. Because in history, we find it like that. Are you understanding? We find it that that was the way they did it in their time. Hallelujah. I'm teaching it for those of you who want to plug in. Those of you who want to plug in. But many of us today, because we are too selfish and we think of ourselves too much, Some people cannot imagine Anybody asking them to give 20% to God Hello, hello Is it a lie? Ah, thank you for being honest Some of us cannot imagine it You tell some of your Christian friends they, They can say your pastor is a thief. Some of them can say that your pastor is a thief. He wants to take your money Thank God I'm not asking for your money I'm just showing you how to plug in Do do we pass the for first, second tithe and third tithe? Do we pass the tray for it? It's left for you. It's a revelation. It is what? It's left for those who can plug in. Even some people, they call pastors who teach tithe, they call them names. That is not in the uh, New Testament. Whereas they are the ones who are Ignorant. Jesus, in teaching, upheld tithes. He upheld what? He upheld tithes. So when you go to the Old Testament, you discover children of Israel paid three tithes. So when you have given tithes, ten percent to God, many of you feel big. Whereas you are deceiving yourself. You have not even reached God's mark. If you want to see miraculous intervention. I'm showing you how to plug in. It's your choice. Hallelujah. 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 Looking at those scriptures, if you read them on your own, you discover they couldn't have been saying the same thing. Ah, it's not possible. They couldn't have been saying the same thing at all. The first one said, Give the tithes to the Levites. The second one says, Use it for festival. Is that the same thing? The third one said, Give it to the poor. Can that be the same thing? No. I did even plan to include this in this teaching, but our brother's question just made me to decide to put it inside. But well, he was asking me about Uh, those types are they the same I remember I've taught this thing long ago while we were up there how many of you remember Uh I don't know how many of you ever considered obeying it since that time some of you attempted tried a bit and went backward the Lord will help you giving is living giving is the way to plug in into God's great blessings. Hallelujah. Leviticus 27, 30 to 33. You have written, you wrote it down last uh, last week. Numbers 13, 21, 24. That's the Levitical tithe. The festival tithe. Deuteronomy 14, 22 to 27. You could see they could not have meant the same thing. There is no way it can be referring to the same thing, not at all. You look at it very well. Hallelujah! There is no way he could be referring to the same thing, not at all. Oh, maybe I read. Uh, let me read from the NLT. NLT is a very simple version. Let's try to read from the NLT. Leviticus 27, 30 to 33, let's start from there. go to the new living translation new living translation leviticus 27 verse Verses 30 to 33 One tenth of the produce of the land Whether grain from the fields Or fruits From the trees Belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to Him as holy If you want to buy back The Lord's tenth. grain or fruit, you must pay its value plus 20%. So if you are going to buy it back, you pay its value plus what? What's that supposed to mean? To discourage them from buying it back. Because it will cost you more. Are you understanding? You pay its value plus 20%. Count Every tenth animal from your herds and flocks And set them apart for the Lord as holy You may not pick And choose between good and bad animals You may not substitute one for another But if you do exchange one animal for another Then both the original animal in substitute Will be considered holy and cannot be bought back Did you hear that? Because you must not substitute anyone for one. So try to exchange it, then the one you want to use to exchange it and the original one, everything goes to the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that's very clear. Numbers eighteen NLT. Numbers 18 New Living Translation We go to what verse now? Verse 21 Then read to verse 24 As for the tribe of Levi, your relatives, are you listening? I will compensate them for their service in the tabernacle. Instead of an allotment of land, I will give them the tithes from the entire land of Israel. From now on, no Israelites except priests or Levites may approach the tabernacle. They come too near, they will be judged guilty and will die. Only the Levites may serve at the tabernacle and they will be held responsible for any offences against it. This is a permanent law for you to be observed from generation to generation. The Levites will receive no allotment of land among the Israelites because I have given them the Israelites tithes. Which have been presented as sacred offerings. As what? As sacred offerings to the Lord. This will be the Levites share. That is why I said. They will receive no allotment of land among the Israelites. Amen. So this tithe was given to the Levites. Pardon? Amen. 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 Let's go to Deuteronomy fourteen. The same what we read last Sunday, twenty two to twenty seven. Also from the NLT, Deuteronomy fourteen. Twenty two to twenty seven. All right, starting from twenty two. Set aside a tithe of your crops. If you don't have anything, just listen. One tenth of all crops you harvest each year. What's the frequency? Frequency now. Each year. Once a year. Quantity, one tenth. Now listen. Bring these tithe to this designated place of worship. Is this for divides? He said, bring it to a designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, and eat it there in his presence. This one they were to eat it for the festival of God. Is that the same as said they give to the Levites? If they eat it, then what would they give to the rights? Can it be the same? It's not the same. This implies to you tithes, to your tithes of grain, New wine, olive oil, and the firstborn males of your flocks and herds. Doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. Now, when the Lord your God blesses you with a good harvest, the place of worship he chooses for his name to be honored might be too far for you to bring the tithe. If so, you may sell the tithe portion of your crops. And, and put the money in a pouch and go to the place the Lord your God has chosen when you arrive you may use the money to buy any kind of food you want cattle, sheep, goats, wine or other alcoholic drink then feast there in the presence of the Lord your God and celebrate with your household Hallelujah. Was this, does it look like the first one? They could even convert this to money. This one must be done in a certain place where the Lord will choose. They were to go there and feast for the feast of the Lord. So this cannot be the same as the one he said, give to the Levites. Can it be? It can't be. Verse 27. And do not neglect the Levites in your town. Or they will receive no allotment of land among you. Hallelujah. In these tithes, that is festival tithes, they were commanded also to remember the Levites. They were commanded to do what? But the tithe was not for the Levites. It was to, for holding festivals of God. Are you following? But while they are doing that, they should remember... The Levites. That means as they were doing the festival, they should make sure whatever they are eating and drinking gets to who? The Levites. They should get a share in it. Hallelujah. The third tithe, this is the festival tithe. The third tithe, which was the tithes for meeting the needs of the poor and needy. The same Deuteronomy 14. Verses 28 to 29. I've read in Living by uh, New Living Translation, so you can see clearly there is no gimmicks about it. The same, chapter 14, verse 28 and verse 29. At the end of every third year, at the end of what? Bring the entire tithe of that year's harvest. And store it in the nearest town Give it to the Levites The Levites are sharing this again Hello I said the Levites are sharing the thought again Give it to the Levites Who receive no allotment of land among you As well as the foreigners living among you As well as who? Foreigners as strangers the orphans who now the orphans and the widows in your towns so they can eat and be satisfied then the Lord your God will bless you in all your work Amen then the Lord your God will bless you in what this one now he mentioned the orphans the widows Amen? Does this look like the previous one? You are not answering? The, the one we read before was for the festival. This one is said for the poor, the orphans, the widows, even strangers. So but what's the frequency of this one? Every third year. That's why we said it will amount to three one-third percent per year. That brought the title of said to twenty-three one-third per year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's this teaching us? It's simply teaching us. If you want to follow biblical pattern. Minimum twenty percent of your earnings should go to God to form, to to furnish the expenses of ministry. Are you following? Minimum three one third percent of your earnings should be given to the poor. That's your care offering. Then we have not talking. Uh, mean, we have not even started talking of special offerings. Oh, this children is, of Israel collected money separately to build temples, apart from this tithe. Are you following? Separately to maintain temple when there's need for maintenance. Hallelujah. Those are offerings now. All these ones we have said they are tithes. So the demand is even more than what I've been telling you before. You want to plug into God's wonders in in ex- explosive blessings. Follow the Bible pattern. Now we we are not under the law. We are not what? But under grace, we follow. We take lights from the law. Amen. It's not as if we make it a a, a rigid law. If you don't pay your first time, you don't pay your second time. No, that would be wrong. But it's to give you light and guide you how to give to God. Or some of you are even struggling to pay even one tithe. Some don't even pay one tithe. So you are far from the level of giving of the children of Israel. They were giving three tithes. They gave two tithes clearly and then a tithe every three years. At three one-third percent. They gave twenty-three one-third percent to God by tithe alone every year. And some of you are not even successful in giving tithes. Even just one. That means the, the sacred or Levitical tithe. You are, some are not even giving. And then you are complaining the miracles are not coming. You are not following the pattern. The way to follow this under grace is to understand that what God expects from you cannot be less than what He expected from people of Old Covenant. Are you understanding? Because the new covenant is better Amen New covenant is better It has more grace It has more blessings Hello So you should give to God more Even than people of your covenant Amen Because you have a better covenant So God has said At least you give 20% of your earnings to him To furnish ministry expenses 10% to support the personnel working for him Time for festivals. What are festivals? Programs. Married couples meeting, singles meeting, Holy Communion service, uh, outreaches. They, call, they all come under that. Amen. Festival of Soul Harvest. Those are the things that concern us today, isn't it? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you want to follow the pattern? You understand that God will expect you to give three one-third percent of your earnings to the poor. Amen. And then, He expects you to give offerings. On top of all this, He expects you to give offerings. I mean special offerings like building a temple. Like maintaining the temple Buying evangelic, evangelism balls or whatever whatever Gospel tents and things like that Are you following? This means God does not expect you To spend what he gives you selfishly Are you getting what I am saying? Some people once their, mo- their earnings increase The next thing they increase is Their standard of living That's not it Increase your giving first Not your standard of living That's how the money will continue to increase Amen Amen. Hallelujah The Lord will give us understanding I decided to read from living Bible I didn't plan to do that But when I got there I saw it as good for me to do I decided to read from living Bible To Get it across to you in a very clearer pattern Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah How many of you like this teaching? Is it too much for you? Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Is it coming too strong? Hallelujah yeah. Praise God Now, giving offerings to God, we have looked at uh, Exodus 34, the preparation for the building of the tabernacle of Moses, or tabernacle of witness. I I remember we read from Exodus 35, verses 4 to 29. You still remember? And the practicality of it, or, or continuation of it, Exodus 36, verses 2 to 7. How they gave until it was too much. How they gave how? You remember? Moses had to restrain them from giving. You remember Exodus 36 to to 7 Let me read verse 5 to you again And they speak unto Moses saying The people bring much more than enough For the service of the work Which the Lord commanded to make And Moses gave commandments And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp Saying Let neither man nor woman make any more work For the offering of the sanctuary so the people were restrained from bringing him. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it. And too much. They gave what? Too much. Too much. That's the way we should want to give to God as a church. That we give and keep giving until to be announced that we already have more than what we wanted to collect. We have more than enough money to do the program or to build a house or to buy the vehicle. Amen. Hallelujah. Also we read first chronicles twenty nine. One to fifteen and verse twenty one. At the time of David, first Chronicles twenty nine, verses one to fifteen and verse twenty one. At the time of David preparing for the building of the temple the temple Solomon invariably built. You remember? You remember? Yes, then we read First Kings five one to eighteen. I said uh, uh, that's looking at the practicality of how Solomon built the temple. You remember? Then we read First King. I said you should read First Kings. I don't know if we read everything one to eighteen. I think I selected some verses. But I advise you to read everything at home. Not so. King 6, 1 Kings 6, 1-38 I read verse 1, I read verse 38 You remember? And I told you to read everything at home The practicality of how Solomon built the temple And I was telling you There was no use of tithes There was no use of what? At all in the building of the temple Hallelujah Let's go to Ezra chapter 3 Ezra The book of Ezra, still on giving offerings to God, Ezra chapter 3 verses 1 to 13, I don't know if we will read all, Ezra, 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 chapter 3 verses 1 to 13, and when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Joshua, son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and his brethren, which builded the altar of the God of Israel, to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. And they set the altar upon its basis, For fear was upon them because of the people of those countries. And they offered burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord, even burnt offerings morning and evening. They kept also the feast of tabernacles, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings by number, according to the custom, as the duty of every day required. What are we really about? Offerings. They offered. And afterward, offered the continual burnt offering, both of the new moons, and of all the set feasts of the Lord. They were consecrated. And everyone that willingly offered a freewill will offering, they were consecrated. And of everyone that willingly offered a free will offering unto the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, Began there to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord. But the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. Now we have read about offerings. Pardon? Now he started talking about the foundation of the Lord's house. They gave money also unto the masons. Unto who? Masons are what you commonly call bricklayers. And to the carpenters. And meat and drink and oil unto them of Zidon, unto them of Tyre, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the Sea of Joppa, according to the grant that they had of Cyrus, king of Persia. Now in the second year of their coming unto the house of the God of Israel, in the second month, began Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak. And the remnant of their brethren, the priests and the Levites. And all they that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem. And appointed the Levites from 24 years old and upward. To set forward the work of the house of the Lord. This was the building of the temple again. What were they doing now? Why were they building the temple again? It was destroyed. By the war. The war of the Babylonians when they captured the children of Israel you remember and they went into captivity for 70 years because of what? sin the magnificent temple Solomon built all the gold all the silver everything they used God allowed it to be destroyed why? sin that means there is nothing God will honor in your life again if sin is there even the temple of God, what can be more sacred than that? God allowed it to be destroyed. Why? Sin. They were just going to the temple, they were living in sin. Many of them were idol worshippers, adulterers, fornicators, sleeping with their neighbors' wives, stealing from themselves, cheating their neighbors, all kinds of evil. Drunkenness, reckless living, violence. Idol worshiping. So God gave them over to the enemy God will not give you over to the enemy In Jesus name For then you must stay out of sin Amen Then to Jeshua with his sons And his brethren Cadmiel And his sons The sons of Judah together To set forward the workmen In the house of God The sons of Henad with their sons and their brethren, the Levites. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course, in and giving thanks unto the Lord because is good, his mercy endured forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout. When they praised the Lord. Because the foundation of the law, Because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. What was laid here? Foundation of the house of the Lord. But many of the priests and Levites. And chief of the fathers. Who were ancient men. That had seen the first house. When the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes Wept with a loud voice And many shouted aloud for joy Why were they weeping? Yes, they were weeping Because the temple Solomon built was so magnificent And sin had destroyed it So when they now look at the foundation of the temple They were laying, they wept It was like, alas God Why did we sin? Hallelujah. That was what they had at that time. But God could take them from there, even to build a temple bigger than the temple of Solomon. Are you understanding? But of that moment, that was what they got. But that was another building of the temple. Recorded in the Bible. Check carefully when you get home. No tithes was used in the building of the temple. You can't see it anywhere in the Bible where they used to beat them. It's wrong. Any church doing it is committing error. I know that are church is doing it. I know big ministers are doing it. Well, I'm telling you it's not scriptural. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't want to call names. That's not my purpose. It doesn't agree with scripture. It's wrong. Verse 13 So the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The young people who are the ones weeping, the ancients. The young ones didn't know. I mean they have been seventy years in captivity. Children they gave to in captivity. Some of them will be 40, 50, even 70. Are you understanding? So those who knew were people older than 70 years. The ancients. So they were fewer than the ones shouting. Are you understanding? So it was still the voice of the shouting that prevailed. Hallelujah. 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 At any time, ancient men are fewer than young people. Not so? Pardon? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 to 15. Book of Haggai, or Haggai, whichever one you like. Chapter one, verses one to fifteen. In the second year of Darius the King, in the sixth month, the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people Say The time is not come The time that the Lord's house Should be built This was still the same time The same temple built After 70 years Of Babylonian captivity The same temple read up in Ezra Is still the same temple we are reading up here Are you following? But the people were delaying In releasing their money for the building of the temple. With the excuse that the time has not yet come. To build the house of the Lord. Hello. Do you understand what happened? They were just resettling from captivity. Captivity for how many years? 70 years. They were just settling back. So everybody was running to build his own house. Isn't it? Do you understand that situation? Everybody was trying to teach them. People will be trying to trace where their father's land is. Are you understanding? People will be telling stories. Yes, this is where your father... I know your father. He was the one this is your land. It's your father's land. I could imagine... I'm not saying it's there like that in the Bible. But I'm just imagining. Are you understanding? Don't go and say your says Bible says I know your father. I'm not saying that is written there. But that's the kind of situation. Are you understanding? They have been continuing to how many years? They were just coming back now. So everybody was trying to locate his own area of land and to settle down again. Then they were building their own houses. Hallelujah. And when people said, Let's build the house of the Lord, some of them said, It's not yet time. Can you imagine? Do you understand why? They were saying, Wait now, let's build our own first. That's the kind of thing they were saying. But God was offended. God said it should not be so. God said his own should confess. Thus we get the Lord of hosts saying, in verse 2, These people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. When will it come? After you have been two mansions. <laughs> that was their imagination. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, saying, is it time for you, O oh ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house lies waste. Hallelujah. Now therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. God was asking, is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses? Hallelujah. That means, ye houses, you are beautifully concluded. And then the house of the Lord should not be built. And God was annoyed with them. Hallelujah. I don't know if we have time to read the rest today. Our time is almost up now. Is it time for you all you to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house lies where Let me read that in NLT for you. Verse 3. Then the Lord sent his message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruin? Did you hear that? God said, why are you living in what? Luxurious houses while my house lies in ruin. Hallelujah. God was annoyed with them. Now, therefore, verse five, God says, "The Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Ye have sown so much and bring in little. Ye eat, for ye have not enough. Ye drink, for ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warmth." and he the annette wages annette wages to put it into a bag with holes thus said the lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the mountain and bring wood and build a house and i will take pleasure in it and i will be glorified says the lord did he say go and collect the tithes Hardly. You are not responding. Did he say, why are the tithe? Why didn't you use the tithe to build it? The tithe was not used. It was offering they used. This is another building of the temple. They didn't use tithe. But now he looked for much. And lo, it came to little. When he brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, said the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that is waste. And ye run every man unto his own house. Can you say that God was angry with them? He was angry with them. They were running to build their own houses. To make their houses fine. And they were saying, it's not yet time to build the temple. Let's set you down first. Do you get that logic? You know, they just came back from captivity. They were all struggling to do What? To settle down, build their houses. But God was angry with them. So said, why? You say, it's not yet time to build my house. Then God started to bring judgment upon them. Hallelujah. That's not even why I came to read this place. Though so it's good you are learning that. But what I came here to prove was that they did not use tithes. Are you understanding? Though we are learning other things now. That God was angry with them because they left the house of the Lord. They didn't.